Welcome in, everyone. This is Spitting Fire. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving week. Bergie and I took it off, um, but we're excited to get going. We've got a super tough slate of games, a couple NBA acquisitions, so let's get right into it. Bergie, what we got for the sponsor? Yeah, so, you know, we're always sponsored by R&R Brewing. Love them, really appreciate them, but today we're drinking the White Claws. I got mine. Matt, I think you have yours as well. I guess they're a raspberry sponsor. Grapefruit. And I told uh, Connor know. before the show started as I cracked this open that uh, this week's so hard in terms of picks and, you know, when the worst flavor calls, you just have to accept it. <laughs> and what I told him is that when the worst teams, when they're going to cover the spread, you just got to accept it. So my week this week, just the, the thing I wrote on my notes here is bad teams not losing by a lot. That's basically what happened when I went through the picks this week. So we'll get right into it. But uh, let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers just squeaking out a win. They finally had the game on Wednesday, a couple days back against the Ravens, uh, my team. And Berg said he's got a lot uh, to tell me about it. I just don't understand. They are by far, it's not even a question anymore. They're the worst 11-0 and team in history. They're not good. Also, now with Bud Dupree out, they're really like, it, it just keeps going downhill for them. I think they've now lost two key defensive players. I think their offense, as I keep saying, is suspect. I will say that it's, as we keep talking about, the most classic Steelers move to play down to their competition and barely beat a team that ended up with their third string quarterback playing. Uh, you know, it's that that was a horrible game. I think that, that it was just mismanaged a lot of ways, but I don't think the Steelers are good. I don't think that they're like, I don't see them as a serious Super Bowl contender. So are you dropping them out of the AFC championship game now? The thing is, I, I still think they can get to the championship game, but I, I could honestly see the Chiefs winning by 100 in that game. So I don't know. I think I think if the Steelers don't have home field, I think that it's going to be very tough for them to get, um, you know, to get there. Because if they don't get that by, it's going to be tough for them to win a couple of games, you know? Right. I think it's like a couple years back when they made it to the championship game and they got trashed by the Patriots, like mm -hmm. five to three or something. Mm -hmm. It was the same type of thing where throughout the season, there were these explosive moments. They had such an explosive team. They had Martavis Bryant, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, all these guys. Mm -hmm. And then they had just those games where they underwhelmed you and played down on their competition, like you said. And then they're just blown out in the championship game. They don't have home field advantage. Um, I, I kind of feel both ways. I also felt like this week was just so dysfunctional, right? Mm -hmm. That uh, both teams were dysfunctional. But what really worries me, like you said, with the injuries is like Spillane, he's had some really good turnovers in place of Devin Bush, but he's also like, if you really watch the tape, he's taken some bad angles. He's given up so many plays that Devin Bush wouldn't. Right. And Alex Highsmith filling in for Bud Dupree, it's, it's just not going to be the same. I mean, those two uh, edges of that line were we're like the bulwark of our defense. So, right. I don't know. We'll have to see how we go from here. We got Washington. I, the spread's 10 right now. Where's it at? Seven. I see seven. Yeah. Seven. What, so one last thing I'll say, though, on the Steelers before we go into our picks. I think that they have it really been, is the worst flavor, but it the worst. Flavor. I keep seeing you make faces about that. It is the worst <laughs> flavor. Uh, but I, the Steelers, what I will give them credit and they deserve the buy because they have been screwed twice due to COVID and not their fault with COVID. They've had games moved. They had their bye week shifted because the Titans and then all of this craziness with the Ravens that I will say that I give them credit for not, um, you know, for still playing and doing what they can and playing the teams in front of them, even though the other teams are the ones screwing the Steelers schedule over because they aren't being responsible with COVID. Right. 100% agree. 
Yeah. So yeah, Steelers minus seven at Washington or at home against Washington on Monday. Fox said they may or may not cover it depending on your market. So hope you have Sunday ticket if you want to watch that one, but I do, which is good. And it's two o'clock, which will be nice for a little day football. I love that. Yeah. You just, Uh, you're like boss. I I finished early today. That's like every day, but well, that's the benefit of working from home. They don't know what I'm doing. So I'm just sitting watching the game. That was, I mean, I'm working right now and I'm drinking a white claw at 10 30 in the morning, but uh, yeah, I think, what, what do you think? Are you thinking, is this one of your first one of the, uh, underdog covering the spread? Absolutely. Losing? I got Washington I here. I agree. There's I think no evidence. They're going to clean it up. There's every evidence that Pittsburgh is going to go into a little three game stretch here where they underwhelm and eke out yep. victories. And then I don't know what happens once they hit the Buffalo game. I, I circled that as a loss at the beginning of the season. I priced in my Steelers disappointments early in the season, not not now when they're supposed to right. clean it up for playoffs. I was like, oh, we're going to lose to Denver. We may lose to Houston. Once, you know, split, split with the Ravens. Yeah, that split with the fun. Ravens. So I had three or four losses for the team at this yeah. point. But now we got to catch up. So, But I still think they eke this out. I just don't – Washington's not dynamic offensively. They no. ran all over Dallas, but what does that mean? Yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, you know, Washington has that uh, pretty good defensive line and a pretty good pass defense, but I don't know that they have enough to beat a Steelers team. I mean, the Steelers, again, they're good. They're a good team, but at 11 and 0, they're not a good team. You know what I mean by that? And so right. I think that's that their expectations of Super Bowl contender. I think they're not very good, but I think they're a really good team. And I think good teams win against bad teams. And that's what's going to happen here. But what's nuts is if they're really not that good, like the the Patriots that lost to the Giants and was it 07? They mm-hmm. really were amazing. We're like, wow, right. that team deserved to be 16 and 0. Like, yeah, was it week 17? They beat the Giants, right? Yeah. Yep. Like that was the Giants looked good, but the Patriots looked really good too. His high scoring game. And then the Steelers, you're like, they actually could go undefeated. Totally. Like they have Buffalo and Indy left. Yeah. And totally. They have Cleveland in week 17. Who knows who will be playing who? Right. Um, they may just lose that game. I don't know. But if you have the undefeated season, do you want to keep it alive? If you're Mike Tomlin, my guess is Tomlin wouldn't care and would put him backups. But if they're trying to lock up the bye against the chiefs, they'll have to play it. That's, and that's the thing is that because the chiefs are 10 and one, I think that's going to push the Steelers. They have, I mean, you have to keep playing your starters, right? Unless I don't know how the tiebreaker works. So I don't know what would happen if the Steelers ended up losing, uh, right. Something that's bugging me is like people keep because the strength of schedule is going to even out. Uh-huh. So Baltimore, what's what's really bothering me is Baltimore has the hardest strength of schedule. And all these guys are like the Steelers have like whatever the second or easiest schedule, but they're playing. They still have to play Cleveland. They still have to play Buffalo. They still have to play Indianapolis. So that's going to even out. Now, yep. ba- now Baltimore is still going to have a harder strength of schedule because of uh, they played the Chiefs in one of their. Yeah, like non-conference because we're AFC North playing the AFC South this year. Right. And then um, they, they wrote because the yeah, they rotated schedule. that, but they got I think you get like two marquee, not marquee matchups, but like Jacksonville will play like you get so you Jets, get and then the good teams will play the good teams. It's like when Peyton Manning and Tom Brady played every year. Well, so how that works is so, that whatever position you finish in in your division. So if you finish in first, you play the first place in the other AFC teams. And then you also will play the the division you're scheduled. So the Steelers came in second last year in the division. So they'll play who finished in second in each division last year. Is that, so who did we play for that then? So Buffalo, they came in second. Okay. And then in the AFC West, did you play like the chargers or 
Oh, Denver. There you go. Denver. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and then you'll play one NFC division as well. But I mean, outside of that, like that means that strength of schedule is not going to, it's like overstated, I think at like yep. certain points in the year, cause it does even out outside of that. Right. Totally. Yeah. No, so in terms I agree. of tiebreaker, I guess the chiefs would barely have the edge then because they were a first place last year. So that gives them a strength of schedule advantage, but I don't know. Right. There's other tiebreakers yeah. besides that. Well, and, and if you think about that too, with the first place thing, they might be, they got the Patriots who are worse than the bills this year. So it's, it's always kind of a crapshoot on how that's going to work out. Right. Yeah. That's so true. Um, okay. So we got Steelers. That's Monday night. We kind of jumped ahead to them. Let's go back. If we start off on Sunday uh, morning, starting with saints, Falcons, saints at, at the Falcons minus three over under 45. I like the Falcons in this one. I like them to cover. I like them to win in this game outright. Okay. I like the Saints and I like them outright to win. Okay. Yeah. I think the Falcons, I think the Saints aren't as good. If you look last week, you know, Denver played really bad with their, you know, wide receiver quarterback, but I think they, they kept Taysom Hill to like 75 passing yards. They sacked him a few times. If they can keep them in those third and longs, I think that they have a really good chance to, you know, stifle the saints offense and and the falcons i mean we talk about it every time they look like they should be so good offensively so i think they're good offensively but who knows what they're actually going to end up doing with that yeah i 100 percent agree with that take my thing is that uh i see kind of like the dysfunction of denver the same way i saw the dysfunction of baltimore like if the steelers had any semblance of an o-line they could have run the ball all over uh-huh. the ravens and that's what new orleans was evil able to do even though they didn't have great quarterback play in terms of passing but to me i just think new orleans is so well coached so well managed yeah they're gonna bounce back they're gonna have a better game i still think it's close but i think they win by at least four or five okay all right lions bears bears minus three at home against the lions oh that's painful let's be quick on this one yeah that's a horrible game uh I don't even know. Let's say Bears win by four. Yeah, I have the same thing. Bears eke out something. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I mean, that's just a game that I'm not even looking at. You know what I mean? No. Like, I don't care at all about that. That's like five second red zone flashes and that's it. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Whoa, you're revealing your your uh, location here. Berg's in, an, Berg's in an undisclosed location, but he's got a dog working. Yeah, that's my dog. But you're starting to give things away here. (laughs) No, she's still here. But uh, yeah. And then uh, how about we didn't talk about Patricia getting fired? Yeah, I don't know what to say. Like they're they're going to have to do what Cleveland did and just cycle through coaches. They could literally be halfway through this disaster. Like we don't know for these like dysfunctional franchises. True. They could be 10 years in. They could have 10 more years of this. I mean, it's the Lions. They're dysfunctional forever. Lions are going to be dysfunctional forever. That's never going to change. They're the Lions. Um, Last thing on the Lions. What do you think about Stafford getting traded uh, to the Rams for Goff? Not necessarily for Goff, but how much better do you think he'd be than Goff? Then let's say for the next four years. The only thing that came to mind is... It doesn't matter that much to me. I think the Rams would be fine with golf. I think the only thing, and this is a really weird nitpicky point, is can 
can uh, he roll like Goff? Can he roll? Yeah, he can out boot of, out. Yeah. I mean, okay. Goff is the least. That's the only thing I can think of that McVay's obsessed with that. So, yeah, I mean, Goff's the mo- least mobile quarterback in the NFL. So I think anybody. No can way. Do. Have you heard of Tom? I, have you seen Tom Brady move? I honestly. Well, here's the deal. Just because just because Goff falls over and you're bitter about the <laughs> Niners game doesn't mean that he's immobile. He just is clumsy. No, he's like, immobile. Tom and- Brady's way more immobile. It's just Goff trips. Goff, well, listen, Goff isn't mobile in the pocket, outside of the pocket, anywhere. He fumbles every time he tries to run it. He's just <laughs> horrible. Brady, at least, can, like, be shifty in the pocket and can do stuff. All I'm saying is I think that if the, if the Rams had Stafford, because I think Stafford's a very, very, very good quarterback. I don't think he's just, like, solid. Absolutely. Whereas I think Goff's kind of just solid. And I think the Rams would be the best team in the NFL if they had Stafford. Because that right now they we'll get to the Rams. We don't need to talk about them right now. But anyways, yeah, I like I would like Stafford on the Rams. Um, moving on, Tennessee at home against the Browns. Tennessee minus five and a half. I think the Browns uh, keep it close. Over under fifty four. I like the under. They're going to run the ball a million times. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought you were going to go with Tennessee, but I did the same thing. I took the Browns. Um, I think people are too hyped on the Titans after the big win last week against the Colts. Yeah, and, and you know we keep saying it about the Titans; they can't get pressure on the quarterback. So if you give Baker time, I think he's really—he's an accurate quarterback. He's a good quarterback. If you don't um, get pressure on him, so I think that's going to be um, interesting. I think it's two—it'll be interesting because it's two great running backs. I, I, you know, Chubb's an awesome running back. Derrick Henry's obviously an animal, and I think this is also this is one of those games that if you're in a fantasy league, you better hope you're not playing against Derrick Henry right now because you are. I can just feel that he's going off for 200 yards and three touchdowns absolutely king henry and i think the one thing on the pass stretch it's it's actually even worse than i think people think because the sacks they're getting are when they have big leads and the other team's desperate to come from behind and they're getting one or two sacks that way yeah and how i many think sacks they've had coverage sacks how many sacks have they had that have been real like sacks when a game's close or right i don't know if there's like an advanced stat for that but it'd be interesting i'm, I'm sure there is yeah but i mean it's one of those and that's that's where this game they're going to get no pressure right because you can't sell out on the pass against the browns because they have such a good run game so right. they're going to be selling out against the run and then it's going to be baker mayfield just sitting back there with all the time in the world so yeah hey, i think trade for baker he can roll out of the pocket i don't want baker <laughs> I like right. Baker, but my thing, same thing with with the problem with golf is I don't want ups and downs. I just want consistently good. And right. I'd be okay with even consistently average. Like like Tannehill, I think is uh, he is really good, but I don't think he's spectacular. I'm okay with consistently solid. I don't want ups and downs. Yeah, I don't think Tannehill is that much different than golf outside of the mobility factor. But Tannehill doesn't make mistakes guys. anymore like, like golf does. Tana doesn't like just doesn't blow it, which is all you need from a quarterback. True. Um, okay. I want to, I want to hear what you have to say about this one. Dolphins, Bengals, Dolphins at home, minus 11 and a half over under 42 and a half. Bengals all the way. This is not that hard. Tell me who is starting at quarterback for the Bengals. Is it Ryan? Uh, he's been their backup for a long time. Say his name. Uh, no, Ryan Lindsley. No, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, that's what it is, I think. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ryan Finley, Ryan Finley, Ryan Finley. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's been the backup. He was, he was Dalton's backup. I've seen him play oh, in a couple games. No, Brandon Allen is starting. Oh, did he get hurt? No, Ryan Finley? Finley's just still the backup. <laughs> oh, they, they made him a third string? No, yeah, this is way more about Miami than Cincinnati. You don't uh, like Miami? I think they... 
I think Miami's defense is legit and they, they can pressure a quarterback and they're in the Bengals have a horrible offensive line. I think that they're going to sack uh, Brandon Allen 800 times. No, who is Miami blown out besides the Niners? The Rams. <laughs> right. That, that was it. That was it. <laughs> so they beat was- against the NFC West. They beat the Cardinals too. Uh, my thing is, is Fitzpatrick or Tua starting? Um, I'm trying to look at this right now. I don't know. Tua is still kind of hurt, so they don't know if he's playing or not. I think so. Tua will start. But they still have he, a line, so the line's yeah. about the Bengals, not about Miami. Right, and I think that's how bad the Bengals are. Um, yeah, Tua. If Tua's healthy, it's his thumb. If he's healthy, he's playing. But if not, it'll be Fitzpatrick. And okay, yeah. In their wins, Dolphins blew out the Jags, blew out the Niners, blew out the Jets. They beat the Rams only by nine, but they it was a blowout. It just was closer. And then beat the Cardinals and Chargers close, and then lot and then blew out the Jets again. I mean, they've yeah. blown out every bad team they've played. They've blown out. So I could see them blowing out the Bengals. Yeah, but this week for me is bad teams not losing yeah, by a lot. I like it. Bad I like teams it. not lo- losing by a lot. Raspberry White Claws. Uh, you have hey, to take the worst team. This is the Raspberry gonna, White Claw week. It's the Raspberry White Claw week. If it's going to deliver, it's going to deliver. You never wanted it, but it happened. Love that. I love that. Okay. So, All right. Minnesota minus 10 at home against the Jaguars. Minnesota minus 10 taking them. These lines are huge. This I mean, is what's crazy about teams. this week. This week is the hardest week because this is not minus seven. Like, yeah, the Steelers line got bid down to minus seven um, after terrible performance against Baltimore. That was minus 10 before that. Um, but no, minus 10 is way too much. I think they Maybe win the by under. 100. Jags are horrible. Who's their quarterback this week? <laughs> Mike Glennon. He's awful. Yeah, they said he no, he's outperforming Jake Luton and Gardner Minshew. Are you kidding that, me? That's a low that's bar. That's a solid C quarterback right there. That's a low bar. And the Vikings actually are are playing a lot better right now and look pretty good. I so I I mean I, it we'll see, but I think I think they win by a ton. Yeah, I know home. what you're saying. I had Vikings D last week. Listen to this. So I had I had did you follow the whole Taysom Hill debacle and ESPN? Do you have, oh you're not playing no, fantasy? I don't do fantasy. You hear year. about it? Uh uh-uh. uh. So the thing was ESPN so dysfunctional, only use Yahoo, but I have a ESPN league and I got Taysom Hill off waivers a couple weeks ago. They listed him as a tight end and a quarterback. Right. I knew that for the first week. I put him in at tight end. Then they say he's so he I play him at tight end, whatever he gets me 17. Then they say the next week, they say he's no longer a tight end, but they had a carve out that if you didn't change anyone on your roster, you could just keep him there. They <laughs> they wouldn't manually go in and remove him. So I'm like, all right, my roster's set for the rest of the year. <laughs> but my league manager goes in and uh and pulls him out after the game's kickoff. So the Denver game's already started. And I said, That's this so is unprecedented. I, I did a press release barstool style for immediate release to the whole league, um, telling them painting. Cause that was such an authoritarian move by my league manager. I'm not going to say names, but I man. will say in our league that we used to play in, I quit the league because something like that happened to me. It's reckless authoritarianism. I will. I said, I will not play with in a league like this. And so I, yeah. I, I left the league after that season. After kickoff, I got Taysom Hill pulled from my so roster. Cheap. That's so annoying. So I don't even know what the point of that was, but uh, I mean, 
needless to say, I, you know, I'm starting Taysom Hill at quarterback because I had been off the score, but it's funny because I had, I had Minnesota defense and I was like, I guess I have Minnesota defense the rest of the year. Cause I was trying to make a run with Taysom at a yeah. tight end. I mean, there, I don't it's, know. We'll it's see if I have it's that advantageous to have a second quarterback playing that it's worth it to just take your chances with. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. You're just praying everyone stays healthy. That's all yeah. you're doing at that point is like, all right, let's see what happens. No, I think cause like some people like may, were maybe going to have COVID or maybe going to be hurt. And I'm just like, we'll just keep them in. Uh, I love that. I'll take a zero at this spot so that I can have Taysom Hill at tight end next week. So seriously. Um, okay, great. So moving on, this will be a quick one. Jets at, or Raiders at Jets, Raiders minus eight and a half on the road. Do you think Jets cover? Let me see what I got here. No, this one, this one, no, I don't have any respect for the Jets. I'm taking <laughs> Vegas. Uh, do you think they, no, I'm just kidding under? you. I'm taking the Jets, Berg. I'm taking okay. the Jets. Are you taking every, are you taking every single underdog? No, you're taking every underdog on the big spreads. Okay. On the big spreads. Correct. Okay. Got it. No, I mean, well, we'll get there, but do you have anything to say about the Raiders Jets? No, I'm super disappointed <laughs> in the Raiders at Atlanta. I, that I felt was... really good about them after the Chiefs game. I watched that game. I enjoyed it. Although we had a bla- another blackout here in California, so I lost part of the game. Didn't get to see it. But no, it was a great game. I thought they played really well. And then just a complete dud. They're not making the playoffs. I'm so disappointed. I didn't want them to become a middling team. I don't like the Raiders, You know, the new stadium. I wanted them to be a wild card team this year. It's better for the league. It's better for mm-hmm. everyone. Let's enjoy the Raiders for a season, have a wild card team. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree. I'm on the same page. I mean, the Raiders are one of those teams that I want them to be good so that I can hate them. Hating them when they're bad just feels mean. And so and if you I, want to I, hate a team, watch them lose in the first round of the playoffs. Exactly. That's what I want. I want them to lose in the playoffs in a heartbreaking fashion. I don't want yeah. them to all of a sudden look good, go on a run, beat the Chiefs and then, you know, play them tight at the second time. And then I thought they were going to go in and destroy the Falcons and they went and just laid an all-time egg. And so that's, yeah, I'm all-time. writing them off. They're done. They're done. So disappointing. Um, great. So moving so Then on. we have another example of that, Indy at Houston. Indy just laying a complete egg. Yeah, what is going on? I thought Tennessee. they were good too. So, and you, I mean, you know, I've been talking about their defense all year, especially their run defense. Now, I don't think it makes all the difference, but DeForest Buckner was – out last week and i think that does help in the run game with you know i want to flash that graphic how many times if you're the producer of the game when they're getting blown out by tennessee how many times do you flash the deforest buckner graphic every every single play it's like it's like (laughs) it's like the tom brady game that when they were playing the chiefs how many times did tony romo people were tweeting about it how many times did they bring up uh bruce arians uh how many times was he defending him against bruce arians tony romo it was a million times right just Flash that to Forrest Bunkner. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that makes a big difference. So, I think they're, I think that spread is too low. Three and a half is too low. I think they're taking into account what happened last week. And I think that's not realistic because Buckner was out. And so, I think, I think they cover that three and a half. Yeah. I'm on the same page. And Houston lost Will Fuller. Yeah. That, which, which is a huge loss. I, did you see that? I didn't realize, you know, Brian Cushing is their strength and conditioning coach. No. And he's like got popped for steroids like five times. So that everyone's like, yeah, no shit that they got all of that. So yeah, I'd love to know who it was. I yeah. said it wasn't someone affiliated with the organization. Like it was a third party. Who knows though? Uh, right. Exactly. It was an Instagram post. It wasn't like a deposition in court. 
Right. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I hate my answer on this, but we're going with our gut. We're going with raspberry white claw right now. Uh, Rams at Cardinals Rams minus two and a half. I like the Cardinals. <laughs> okay. But the Rams and the Cardinals are much better than a raspberry white claw. So you're telling, you're selling your team short here. I, uh, but I'm saying the raspberry white claw, I got to go with my gut. And I'm saying that I think that the Cardinals, I think that the, uh, I really hope not. I'm going to be really disappointed, but yeah, I think the Cardinals cover two and a half. I think, I don't think the Rams are, I I'm so down on the Rams right now because of that loss. Literally the last time we did this, I was saying the Rams are winning the Super Bowl and they were the best team in the NFC. So this was the hardest game of the week for me. Look at my sheets, printed <laughs> out sheets. Love I didn't that. circle it. I didn't circle it. <laughs> so I'm going to make my decision now. I am going to, I'm going to go with the Rams just to try to help you out. Cause you're so Thank down you. I appreciate in the dumps. That. I appreciate if, I, if I really was picking, I'd pick the Cardinals too. Yeah. I think the Cardinals, I, my thing is I, this is why I don't ever bet on the Rams. I will never bet a Rams game. I'll bet like an over under or something like that, but I don't ever bet them to win because I'm way too emotional and I'm so down on the Rams right now that I'm like, Oh yeah, Cardinals are definitely going to win. And I, I think the Rams are actually going to win, but I'm just so down on them. Yeah, So take um, me through that last week. Cause I, I was, I was not a part of that game. Wasn't a part of that afternoon experience, but it just seems like it was a disaster. Yeah. Offense played horrible, like horrible. And I think that's the problem. Like with golf again, he had, he had three turnovers two really, or yeah, three turnovers, two really, really bad picks. And then a fumble, which was a stupid fumble, him trying to scramble for a first down and tried to juke out a defender and ended up fumbling. And it's like, dude, you can't do You couldn't juke. What did McVay say? I heard he said something. He just was like, our quarterback needs to take better care of the ball, which Sean McVay has never said a negative thing about Jared Goff the entire time he's been here. And that was the first time he was like, he needs to take better care of the ball. And I think, you know, Goff's the thing I love about him is he's tough. He's, he's, it's so weird because he's just dumb. I think he's dumb in that he doesn't understand and he never gets like super hyped up or super down, which is nice because then somebody can talk trash. Like, you know, McVay can come at him and Goff doesn't care. He just moves forward. So, um, hold on. Press continue. Okay, cool. So moving forward, we have the giants at the Seahawks Seahawks minus 10 and a half. Are you That's taking the just Giants? insanity to me. Ten and a half. What is this week? Double digit spreads everywhere, left and right. Is Daniel Jones hurt? I don't know, but ten and a half. J- Daniel Jones has not pra- practiced all week. Okay, that helps. I think that's where that ten and a half is coming from. I think the Giants. I think the Giants are the best team in the NFC East. Yeah, the Redskins. I know I liked how listen, listen. I liked how Philly played on defense against Seattle. Do you watch that game Monday night? I did. I like their defense. You they played really well, I thought. The offense was atrocious atrocious. Well, I mean, DK Metcalf is an animal. He went off. But other than that, I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if Daniel Jones plays. This might be one of those that I might have to make the real gamble and get my bet in before we find out about Daniel Jones. And I just hope that he's. Yeah. Uh, this is really interesting from like a professional standpoint. If you're a gambler at 10 and a half, you've got to like this in the sense that you can, you, you have a lot of asymmetric upside risk. If you bet this 10 and a half and Daniel Jones plays. Totally. Like from and a I professional think that's you standpoint, this is a nice spot to be in. If you think Daniel Jones plays. 
Totally. No, There's I agree. There's just no way it stays at 10 and a half if Daniel Jones plays. I agree. I think it opened at opened at seven. That okay. So that you're getting three more and right. a half. Which is crazy to think Daniel Jones is worth three and a half points, but I agree with that. All right, here's here's the question for you. Well, I don't Who think it, he's worth three and a half. Hold on, let's talk about this because it's really interesting. I think when the bigger the spread, the bigger the multiplier. So if you've got a game close fair. to even, a quarterback's like one. But in a game, I think the farther the game gets away, there's got to be a formula. Yeah, there, right? yeah, I agree. And I think I think part of that too is the numbers get bigger. You start factoring in like what's the difference if I'm betting? What's the difference between a ten point spread and an eleven point spread? Like that's a big one. But eleven versus twelve, you never see somebody win by twelve points. Right. So it doesn't really matter. That extra point doesn't matter. Yep. So I think going from seven to 10 and a half is really like, eh, that's a field goal. It's not that much of a difference. Whereas like zero to three is a huge difference because teams all the time can win by one or two because of two point conversions and all that stuff. So right. I think that's a big thing. Here, yeah. Here's the one trivia question and then we can move forward. Okay. In this game, Giants, Seahawks, who do you think the leading rusher in the entire game is? Will Gallman. Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. He has 403 rushing yards. That's pretty good. All right. Man, that's how much Chris Carson's been hurt. That really shows. Right. And the backfield isn't doing great this week either. So let's also, we can actually keep talking about this because I think this is interesting. The Giants are actually a pretty good team. Imagine if they had Saquon still. Yeah. That's like not bad. I mean, they're four and seven, which is not great. They've won three in a row. I, I mean, I think they're doing a lot better. I think that they're, again, I think they're by far the best team in the NFC or in, yeah, in the NFC East. And I think with Saquon, they run away with this division at, at eight and eight, <laughs> they run away, <laughs> run with away it. eight and eight. Yeah, no, I, agree. Eight I eight. think, I think the Saquon injury is really tough and they're way more well-rounded than any of the other teams. I think mm-hmm. Philly's interesting on D I think Washington interesting in aspects on O and D Dallas dysfunctional. Yeah, New York, and especially with Daniel Jones, his mobility. And you were so down on Daniel Jones, and I defended him a couple months ago. He can run. I mean, he's You're not ready to move off him. You're like, We're I still am, off. but, but they, I, still I mean, they started 0 5. So, yeah, I still am. I think he can run. I think he just makes too many mistakes and turns the ball over too much. I think if you're the Giants, you still think about. If you if at your point of the draft, wherever they end up, so if they end up winning the division, that might be the worst thing for them. But if they end up with a good draft pick, I would strongly consider getting another quarterback. If if they're at 12 and all of a sudden, you know, Mac Jones or the guy from BYU or whatever drops to you, right. I would I would strongly think about getting a quarterback. Now, I, I just because I don't think Daniel Jones is a long-term solution. I think he's okay, but I don't think he's your guy. You know, as we talked, just said, like they have a good team everywhere else. It's literally just, you know, their quarterback isn't great at this point. Um, they need a couple more ones on offense, but anyways. Yep. No, I think a fun, uh, have you heard this fun one in terms of draft trades? Uh, Dallas, that they're falling so much, and then they they ship Dak and their pick to move up and try to get Trevor Lawrence. That just sounds like the most Jerry Jones thing ever. Now, I don't think anyone does it. The Jets might. That's what they're saying. The Jets might. If I would do it. The Jets is careers ruined, but. I would do it. if I was If I was a different team, I would do it. Because I think the only reason I'd be hesitant is I don't know how Dak's going to be post-injury. So that's my only hesitation. 
But if Dak was healthy, so let's say Dak gets back to fully healthy Dak and normal Dak, I do it in a heartbeat because you see so many guys that come in. And now, Trevor Lawrence is a little different because he is the best quarterback prospect since Peyton Manning, right? So since I think Peyton, you're mo- no more Andrew Luck. Just throw. That I out think the he's window. better. Move yeah. to the 1990s. You want to move to the 1990s right now? I do. I think so because here's the thing: every single thing you'd want in a quarterback, Trevor Luck, or Trevor Lawrence has, including winning and that's the difference is he's won a national championship you know how many do you know how many games trevor lawrence has lost in his career at clemson i think it's zero one he lost the national championship game last year at lsu that's the only game he's ever lost in his entire career and not only has he done that he's performed incredibly well he makes good decisions he can run he's big like he can literally do everything so i think i mean i think he's incredible so but all that being said if you know what you're getting in a quarterback, I would do that. And if you're a team, if you're a team like, like the Colts, or or I'm just trying to think through teams that are a quarterback away from being an elite team, the I Colts. would do that. Yeah. And so, but the Colts won't have a good enough pick, but like the Broncos maybe, or I'm just trying to think like, if you no, could, because tri- you've got to can take into factor the, the uh, salary cap. So the Colts are a team that's are set up to take on Dak's contract. Mm-hmm. There's other teams like why, if you're the Jets, when you have no talent around him, right. why would you I want to take on Dak's contract and limit your talent pool to sign other talent? You have dead money on Le'Veon Bell, I think. It's a mess. They're dysfunctional. Yeah, you're now, right. I, I wouldn't think- do that if I was the Jets because they're not close to competing. But if you're a team that was is thinks you're close to competing i would take that trade every time because then you're also going to get the cowboys pick and that you can go get your left tackle or you can go get a receiver or whatever with that next pick right i I don't know i'd think about it yeah we've just seen like half of the super bowl teams lately have been teams with quarterbacks on rookie contracts so i agree but i also think if you can get a guy like and that's where i think about the chiefs they figured out and they had Mahomes on his rookie deal, but they're still going to be good forever because they have the guy, they have their quarterback. Right. And so if you can get a quarterback who it doesn't matter how much you pay him, if you can get a quarterback that is good enough to win you games, I think you do that every single time. If you want to win games right away, the jets shouldn't want to win games for like three years. So I don't think that that's them. Another team. I think that would be good. I, I mean, I think the dolphins, but I think they like Tua. But I don't. I'm not sold onto it yet. But I think if you can get, you know, if you're the Dolphins, I'd go take Dak. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting too. I think they're just going to be patient with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, getting back to our picks. Okay, now we have left. at the Packers, Eagles at Packers. Packers are favored by eight and a half. Philly spread. Bad uh, teams I'm don't lose the, by a lot. I'm taking the Packers. Did you just hear that puff piece that came out on ESPN that Carson Wentz is taking responsibility and the team feels inspired? Come on, you got to buy that PR. You know Carson's that Philadelphia. So you know that Philadelphia marketing. They called up ESPN. They said, "Hey, we got to get that out there." There's a bad narrative in the media. ESPN said, "Yeah, I'll do you a favor. You just got to give Adam Schefter a scoop later when you do a trade or you do a draft pick." This is how it happens in the slimy sports media berg. I, I get I'm it. I'm telling but, you, Carson Wentz, they're they're working the narrative back. The marketing team is. You got to read that piece on ESPN. Carson well, I saw Wentz, the headline. I back. think it's horrible. I Carson Wentz is so <laughs> bad. And here's the other thing I'll say then. In that situation, that makes me even stronger on the Packers because then the line might be factoring that in. 
people are thinking <laughs> that the, the Eagles are all going to be fired up and all this stuff. And I don't think that matters. Or I think, it could just be fake news in their marketing. They're desperate. That's what I'm saying. And so because of that, though, betters and us dumb people read that and go, oh, man, the Eagles are going to come out firing because Carson Wentz is, you know, doing awesome and he's inspiring everyone and taking all this responsibility. I'm t- I think the Packers <laughs> win by two touchdowns. I might even I might even sell some points and get a higher spread and s- take the Packers at like 13 and a half. You know who's someone who needs to be traded for talking about the draft picks? Get Miles Sanders out of there. I agree. It's He's good. I like him. I agree. But and it's, it's dysfunctional. It's crazy because I was listening to part of my take and they were talking about this too. It's the same thing that happened last year with the Rams. When a coach says, oh man, I got to do a better job of getting this guy involved. It's a running back. Just hand the ball to him. How are you going to give him six touches? He's your best offensive player. How are you going to give him six touches in a game like that? Like yeah. that in a game they could have won. How are you going to give your best player six touches? I don't. Miles Sanders is very good. I agree with you. Very good. Problem is running backs are the most overvalued thing in sports. There's no reason to have a pay running back. So, um, and the coach may not finish the season. Doug Peterson. I, I agree with that too. I, I think, I, I think, think he'll will. stay. I think the players like him, so he'll stay. And I could even see him staying next year, but I just, I don't think he's, I think he's kind of lost it. Um, and I think the Packers are good. And I think that we talk about the Packers lacking that toughness. The Eagles are not a tough team. So I'm not worried about that. The yeah. Eagles have no toughness. So it's not, that's not a team that gives the Packers trouble, especially not on offense. Right. I which could see a team would, like, which is where it would matter. Because right. this, the Packers finesse talent can overwhelm that on off when the Packers are on offense. Right. And yeah. So toughness, not an issue with the Eagles. Um, I think Packers went by a ton. So let's do new England at the chargers. Anthony Lynn's trying to hold on to his job. This is a fun one because it's a pick them, whatever you can say, minus one plus one here or there. But but it's fun because we've had these giant spreads and now we've got a close one here. Gotta be the gotta be the Patriots, right? Chargers just yep. can't win. Gotta I think that's an easy one. It's gotta be the Patriots. Gotta be the Patriots. Um, I like Chargers. God. I like I like Justin Herbert, but I mean Anthony Lynn also. Did you see all of the analysis? Do you follow do you follow Andrew Sharp and see what he talks about? No. So he sent out this whole tweet thread, but basically the chargers mismanaged that game so poorly in their last game. Like he said that Anthony Lynn on the spot should have been fired for what he did in this game because they threw a hail Mary, ran the ball a bunch, didn't call their timeouts. They just like, it was horrible at the end of that game. So Speaking I think they're... Of that, did you watch the Steelers Ravens end of the first half? Yeah, that was crazy. What do you think of that? Do you think that should have been delay game? Harbaugh was losing it. And as a Steelers fan, that's like you at the Raiders, happy to watch them lose in the playoffs. That was that made my day, whether we win or lose. Yeah. Just to see them, the amount of like fury, because we've been on both sides of that in a big rivalry. It was hilarious right. just to watch that pile take its time and then look like it's a touchdown and then get it popped out. Oh, oh, that was I, just heartwarming. I agree. I think he, here's my take. I think that if they call delay a game, that's a soft call. However, it was a delay of game. That's the right call. The right call is a soft call, but it was the correct call would have been delay game. Okay. So you're trying to thread that needle, like letting them play a little rougher at the end of the game on Hail Mary's. Like you have to take into account the spirit of the game. Totally. It's gamesmanship. That's what you do. It's same thing in the NBA. You don't call ticky tack fouls, you know, with two minutes left, but it's a foul. So at certain times they'll call fouls. You're like, Oh, that was so soft. You're like, yeah, it definitely was soft, but it's the right call. So I think, you know, I think it, I'm glad they let them play, but I, I, if it was the Rams, I'd be furious and lose my mind that it was, should have been a delay game. 
Yeah. So Anthony Lynn mismanagement. And then on the other side, you have Bill Belichick who does he lose to rookie quarterbacks? I mean, it's, it's nuts. No, he won't. I don't, I'm not worried about that. Patriots will win. Um, I think it's going to be an ugly game though. I don't think it'll be fun to watch. If I had that SoFi stadium though, the new stadium in LA. So love that stadium. I'll clean it up a little bit. Love that I know, stadium. I'd love to go. It looks amazing. Can't wait. Um, all right. Biggest spread of the week. Sunday night game. Broncos at Chiefs 14. Raspberry no more. Give no, me- I take it the Chiefs. Fire me up. Chiefs by a million. I I mean, I I agree. I mean, I'm sticking to my guns with this bad teams don't lose by a lot. But not when you're playing the Chiefs. Not when you're I think playing you need the to be on the Broncos. The I think you need to be on the Broncos. You just need to stick with your your strategy. Nope. Not after what I saw last week. I I I ignored that Rams disaster at the Niners, or uh, so that I could watch that that Denver receiver play quarterback. It was a letdown. I you it missed was. nothing. You missed nothing. Yeah, yeah that was bad. Eight uh, pass attempts, like two two interceptions. Oh man, Patrick but, Mahomes. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. There is a very real situation when Patrick Mahomes could throw for a thousand yards in a game. A thousand? A thousand yards. He threw for 300 yards in the first quarter last game. But you need the other team to be as That's explosive. why he you couldn't need Lamar do it. Jackson 2.0, or you need that Chiefs Rams game from a couple years ago. Yes. Because okay. there's no reason for him to throw for a thousand yards unless you get him playing himself. I agree. It's going to be a 75 to 75 game. So is it going to be him versus Trevor Lawrence or something? Yeah, I could see that. And what's a team that has like no Cowboys after they make the trade. That's exactly no in the dome in the dome with no T no defense. The Cowboys have no defense. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes. I love that. I'm so in and the Cowboys have all, Oh my gosh, I'm getting all hyped for this. What's your payout on that? How many, how much are you putting down? Is that like a hundred to one, a thousand to one? For a thousand yards, that's like ten thousand to one. That's ever ten thousand to one. The most passing yards is like six hundred or something. Okay, I want to see you put a hundred down on that and make a million bucks. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, I think that happens. I I think the over under conservatively on that game would be seventy (laughs) five. Like I don't know. (laughs) There's nothing high enough for me to take that. The Rams Chiefs was the highest over under set on a game of all time, and they hit it in the third quarter. That's how insane that season was. That's nuts. Um, we last talked- week was a bounce back for the unders though. Yeah. Last week was a big unders week, big bounce back, especially with just, I think more and more it's over, over, over just the way that the league's going, but I'm taking that over on 51 over under 51 against the Broncos. I'm taking it over. Yeah. Is Denver getting any quarterbacks back? I mean, yeah, that I doesn't do. matter. Cause you can just have the chiefs have 40, but I think they do. Okay. Because I think it'd be even more. Based on what we saw out of that receiver last week, it would be like 25 if that guy was playing again. Yeah. Um, we talked Steelers, Washington, Bills, Niners. Maybe the game of the week? Are we thinking that? I'm trying to look through. Well, I we like it about. in the sense that it's the Niners season and they've stepped up a couple of times now, hampered by injuries. Uh, maybe Maybe game of the week. I think Rams, Arizona should be the game of the week. It's just both have underwhelmed the last couple of weeks, right? Arizona's down to six and five now, right? Yep. So I think that should be the game of the week. Um, Cleveland at Tennessee can never be game of the week because it's teams that have never proven themselves to be more relevant than wildcard teams. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'd say Buffalo at San Francisco's game of the week. Yeah. I I mean, I think that's, it has to be right. But I, the interesting wrinkle on this, I wonder how it's going to play out from a from a betting perspective. The game's at the Cardinals. 
Right. I know that's fun. We didn't so mention that one because the Cardinals are playing the the day before, right? It's just two days in a row. Yeah, they at home. Yeah, 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 two in a row. Oh yeah, they're playing the Rams. Uh, yeah. So I wonder what that does from a gambling perspective because you usually think about three points. COVID has shaved that maybe to be like two or two and a half. It's not Buffalo's already played in that stadium. That's where they lost to the Hail Mary. Yeah. Uh, I like Buffalo here because they already played in the stadium. It's where they got the Hail Mary thrown on them. It's interesting. A lot of these teams have had to make so many cross country trips with the NFC West playing the AFC East, but. And, and to factor that too, what's been crazy Except for the Patriots spoiled. Uh, I guess I they're on the chargers, but that's AFC West. And they go to the Rams. Uh, yeah. the, it's crazy because the NFC West plays the AFC East and the NFC East. So that's why there's been so many cross countries is because both of those are playing the NFC West. Right. Um, it depends on what Niners show up. The Niners last week were pretty dang good. So if they play like that. I think they could beat the bills, but I think I would take the bills in this situation. I would too. Uh, it's a big one for them. They're trying to stay in the hunt for uh, something more than just winning their division. They look good. I think they're, they remind me of the old Steelers. I keep saying that, but the Steelers from a few years ago, uh, there's nothing special, but they're, they're just solid. It's like they have mobility with Josh Allen. They mm-hmm. can run, they can pass. Nobody's outstanding, like super, super, superstar, but they have a lot of stars um, and they're at least a B everywhere. So, so I like the bills. Yep. I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, that does it. Um, what else do you want to do? We want to do NBA or we want to save it? Let's do NBA. What do we got? Man, Russell Westbrook. That's what we got. Love that. I love that. I don't know what. It's so weird. I don't know what the Washington Washington's thinking. It's so weird. I, I don't know what that gives you, but I think they needed a change and the contracts matched up. I get it. I think it's a, that's an awesome move for Houston. If you're Houston, I think you get the pick. I think that's great. I don't think that Washington's going to be any good. So I think it's going to end up being a good pick. I don't know. I didn't see what the protections are on that pick, but um, I think that's a great trade for Houston. Well, it's protected. I don't know what the protections are, but it's protected. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a great move, but I don't know what Washington's doing. I don't think, I don't think Russell Westbrook is at all a better fit than uh, John Wall was. I think the contracts are the same. The only thing I think is that no. And I think his contract goes longer. Can you so, say the yeah, same for know. Houston? No, because they got a pick, and they're going to trade James Harden, and they just are trying to rebuild. They're going full rebuild right now. Okay. So I, mean, I think that was a great move for Houston. Tillman Fertitta, the owner, he's so pissed. He's so yeah. he's so mad because he came in saying, you know, we're going to do whatever we have to do. We're going to trade people. We're going to make moves. We're not going to try the same thing over and over again. The Albert Einstein thing, we're, definition of insanity is doing the same thing over, different result. But to me, it's like he's the – almost like took Albert Einstein's advice way too far. Like it yeah. starts to seem like Houston's just doing stuff like constantly. And it's not, you're just like, well, that was like that, that woman who always has to clean the kitchen, like manically. Yeah. It's like, what are you, you're not doing anything. You're not getting closer to a championship. You're just like being a playoff team every year, like mixing and matching pieces. Right. No, I agree. And I think, I think that was a big Daryl Morey thing. I think he was always making moves. I think he was the, you know, the mad scientist doing all of that. I think they were, they, they were in a tough spot, right? Because you play, they were good. They were very good. And it overlapped with the Warriors dynasty. So then they had to re they had to build their entire team to go against the Warriors. 
And then all of a sudden, Hey, the warriors are coming down, you know, KD left clays out for the season. Let's, you know, let's make our run now. Well, Oh wait, the Lakers are now really good. And Oh, by the way, the Lakers play the exact opposite of how the Warriors. Yeah, we don't match play. up at all. Yeah. Now we don't match up with them. So I think that's, you know, they were in a tough spot. And so I think that's kind of the unfortunate thing for them, but um, yeah, I mean, listen, the, the team that you, you look at almost now and try to emulate is the thunder, right? The thunder traded all of their players and now have 75 first round picks over the next <laughs> three years. And, you know, and they were a playoff team. They thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league last year. And they could have beaten the Rockets in game seven. Totally, totally, totally. So they went from teams thought they were going to be, they were literally projected to be one of the worst teams in the league last year. It ended up being super good. And so, you know, now they've traded, you know, they traded Chris Paul, they traded Dennis Schroeder, all these things, but now they just have infinite more picks. So, I mean, that's, I think what the Thunder or the Rockets are going to try to do and trading, you know, trade Russell Westbrook, get a pick, and then they're going to trade James Harden and get picks and players and everything that goes on. So, you know, I, I, I like the move. I also think, you know, you're looking at it now and Lakers just re-signed Anthony Davis and LeBron for an extended amount of time. So now if I'm another team, I'm not worrying too much about trying to compete right now. I'm trying to think, Hey, if I can do a total tear down and rebuild and be good in three years, that might be the time that we want to do that. And so I think that's what the Rockets are doing. Yeah. And then which teams do you think are the opposite of that? Like, no, we're holding out, you know, a Lakers player could get in, LeBron or AD could get injured. Um, that would probably be Denver, Utah. Portland. Who else? Portland. I think Portland. Portland is that team that I think they've gone all in. And I think they have a good team. I think they have a really good team. I'd say they're probably their top three in the West, especially with Clay being out now. I think it goes Lakers, Clippers, Portland. Um, but I don't think oh, they have the any Clippers, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think the that Portland has any chance of competing. So I don't think they have any chance of being good, but like, like NBA title good, but I think that they're a really good team. That's going to give, you know, trouble for a lot of teams in the playoffs and stuff. Yeah. Anything else? I mean, we got, we got the Sixers, we got Simmons, we got Embiid, we got my Kings, we got Hassan Whiteside back, <laughs> even though, uh, you know, we drafted him for nothing. We give him to the heat for nothing. And then we sign him back for a bunch of money. So there's that dysfunction, but. Well, I did see though that he, for any player that scored more than 500 points last season, he signed for the fewest dollars per point of any player in the NBA last year. And he's showing up in Sacramento. So, Hey, we like that. Uh, last gambling tip tonight, Cal Poly, I think hosting, uh, San Francisco USF okay. minus 13, uh, USF is, I think I'm taking Cal Poly to cover plus 13. Go Mustangs. Yeah, I also lost on USF earlier this year. So, yeah, I'm going to go put that bet in right now. Plus 13, Cal Poly. I know nothing about them, but go Mustangs. Go Mustangs. Finish up your White Cloud Burger. It was good talking. Enjoy yourself from your secret location. There we go. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. Spitting fire. Uh, we'll see you next week.